0: Are you ready? Hey there, you are listening to Think Tank Millionaire Podcast, where on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur, and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then get ready to buckle up. Introducing our host, Alexa DiAgostino. Hello, and welcome to Think Tank Millionaire Podcast, a podcast where you have real entrepreneurs talking about real problems and giving you solutions to fix them to help you scale your business to the next level. Today is actually my very first podcast that I am doing solo. If you've been listening, you know that I've been doing podcasts with my partners and some of my clients and, and celebrities. We had a billionaire on last week, which was amazing. But you know, I decided that I wanted to talk about leadership first by myself, even though we have a people officer, I wanted to share vulnerably how I've made mistakes as a leader, the things that I've done better, the things that I've done worse, the things I'm trying to change because everything in life and about entrepreneurship is about looking at yourself. And so I wanted to do this podcast and be vulnerable with all of you so you could hear from me the most important things that I am doing because leadership is hard. And so I want to go through this all with you on the things that I call them the 10 things that i'm doing to improve myself as a leader. So we're calling it the 10 things you can do to be a better leader. And so today we're going to go through those. They are so good so make sure you listen to every single one of them. They are all equally important. So let's talk about it. leadership is hard. Let's be honest, let's be real. I'm going to share with you my thoughts on leadership. And the truth is sometimes people suck. People are dramatic, they want raises, especially Gen Z. That's something i struggle with. Everybody wants a raise. Everybody, you know, wants to do mediocre Work and get raises, and that's the biggest problem that I see right now as being a leader is is how do you bring people along for the ride without killing the bank? It's it's really tough. Inflation is going up, everybody's freaking out about it, and businesses are struggling, and everybody wants a raise, and so it's finding that balance of not going bankrupt, but then you know hiring a good team that is really in it for the mission and in it for the vision of of where you're heading as a business, and that's the hardest piece, and it's draining. People are so draining. I could tell you that the people part of my business is probably my least favorite. I love just doing the work. But unfortunately, as CEOs and entrepreneurs, especially as you grow into a six, seven, eight figure business, you have to get better and better at leadership because that is what makes your business run. Going from zero to six figures is mostly all you. Going six to seven is 70% you, but once you hit seven figures, it is 30% you and 70% your team. And so the bigger your company gets, the more you have to rely on your team. And so that means you have to get better at being a leader. And I could tell you in my twenties, I was a terrible leader. It's partly why I actually sold my fourth business was because honestly, I didn't love the culture. And it was so far at that point, we we had a hundred plus employees and and it was so far run that I didn't think at the time I was 24, I didn't think I could change the culture of my company. And so this time around, I am trying to do it differently and we're having a lot of bumps in the roads and that's okay. It's okay to have bumps in the road as long as you're going to a better place. And here's the problem is people, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Just be honest. It is so much work, but it's worth it if you do it right. And I'm not saying I'm doing it hundred percent correctly. I make mistakes all the time. I hire the wrong people. I, I try to give raises too quickly. I give people too much responsibility or things to do. I have high expectations. There's a number of things vulnerably that I'm doing wrong. Um, But what I'm trying to do is really evaluate every single day how I can be better and better and better. And hiring the right people is really hard. It's hard to find the right people. It's hard to find people that are truly there for you and, and not just for the dollar. And honestly, people disappoint you. I can't tell you how many people have disappointed me in my career. People that I have bought into, that I believed in, that I gave resources to, that I put on a pedestal that ended up screwing me over. And it's just you have to understand and have the expectation that everybody has the opportunity to screw you over. And I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't take it personally anymore because it's just when you are kind-hearted and you want to bring people into your circle, there's just people that are going to disappoint you and that's okay. But the people that don't disappoint you that are there at the end is what matters. And that's what I have found in my career is don't worry about the people, the staff, the partners that disappoint you. Focus on the people that don't because there are people out there that are for you. And to be honest with you, at this point in time, I don't hire for skill anymore. I hire for attitude. I hire for loyalty. I hire for commitment. That person that's up working with me at six in the morning or at 8 p.m. at night, that's the person I'm gonna invest in. And if that means I have to give a little bit more to them in order to get them up to the skill, I'll do that. When somebody's cocky and they think that you their shit don't stink and that they are the best thing since sliced bread, you know, I don't like to invest in those people anymore because those are the people that leave. Those are the people that steal your clients. Those are the people that think that they are amazing and they don't need you and you need them. The bottom line is, is we all need each other. And that's the type of culture and environment you want to create. And it's something that I've struggled with finding really good people. It is hard to find good people. So when you do find those people, you have to do whatever it takes to keep them. So in saying that, what I want to do right now is go through the 10 things. Now, this is from live experience. This is I'm going through this right now. I'm building a brand new team for the first time in many, many years. I've been more of a solopreneur since I sold my business in 2014. And I am rebuilding a team, which I promised myself I would never do again. And I'm doing it very differently this time. And I want to walk through that with you and the 10 things that I am doing right now to be a better leader. And it doesn't mean I'm where I want to be yet. It's what I'm doing right now to try to be a better leader. So let's go. All right. Number one, Remember that people are people. Everybody's human, everybody's people. And if you can remember that sometimes and remember there's a human element here. These are not just worker bees, these are people that have lives and families and it's really important. So, even on our last call, I stopped everything. I said, "Let's go around and introduce one another. I know most of you know each other, but and tell me one interesting thing about you." And there's always some, some really cool interesting things that people said. And it gets us to know each other in a different way. And sometimes it's more fun. It makes it actually more fun to work together. I know that there's like this whole thing about Zoom and whether or not you should have your cameras on. I make, especially on team meetings, I make everybody turn their cameras on because... We're in an environment where it's isolating. We're working remote. My whole team is remote. And I'm a strong believer that you got to see everyone's faces, see their reactions. And so cameras on is a must in all of my meetings because I want to see everybody's face. I want to see you. And it makes me feel more connected to you. And I know that's like, you know, maybe an unpopular topic right now or a point of view. But I personally think that it's so important in team culture to just Sometimes take a step back. And I got to be honest, in my 20s, I would have never done this. I was like, work, 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 work. And I realized that, you know, everybody sometimes just wants to get to know each other and it builds a a stronger bond, it builds uh, a better culture. And that's the most important thing. Number two, accountability both ways. So, what I mean by this is taking accountability for your jobs both ways. So who has accountability for what? So what we've tried to do in our business is set up better accountability measures. So we have a new CRM that we put in place that we're project managing. We're actually in the process of hiring a a new project manager and really dumping resources and making sure that we not only have clear lines of accountability of who's responsible for what, but also cross-training because just because I'm the marketing expert doesn't mean I have to be doing marketing all the time. I could train somebody else to do it. So it's accountability of also letting go sometimes of your control of certain tasks. I know for me as a CEO and a lot of you, it's probably difficult for you to let things go, but you've got to let it go because if you do everything, then you basically just have a job. That's why you build a team. That's why we want to be entrepreneurs is to build a team and to make sure that we're understanding that in order to really build a business, you need other people, you need a team. So you've got to let go and set up a culture of accountability of who has what and let them own their task it's so so important the third thing is vision When I'm hiring, it is so important to make sure people are on the same page as you when it comes to vision and that they see where you're heading and that they're on the same wavelength of where you're heading. So in our interview, I spent a lot of time sharing where we came from and where we're going. And if somebody at the end of that call is like, I freaking love it, then they're the right person for me. Like, for example, we're about to hire a writer and is he the best writer that we interviewed? No, but he was the one that was so into our vision and immediately when i said hey can you do this and do a test he did it immediately so for me that was like that's the person that i want the person that wants it because at the end of the day there's a lot of people out there that need a job and i've i've gone in this wrong direction where i've hired people that weren't necessarily the right fit, but I needed to hire them because I needed bodies. And the problem with that was is that we created a bad culture because we had people that weren't for our vision. So it created a lot of back talk. It created a, a, a little bit, not of a hostile environment, but uh, an environment where there were clearly people that were just not there for the right reasons. And the other thing too, is especially once you make more and more money, you will see people want your money. And if they see you're making money, they automatically think they deserve more money. Well, unless you can tie the fact that my business is growing because of the work you have done, then you don't always deserve more money. I've had employees that literally have said to me, the company has grown 30%. So I deserve a raise. So I said, okay, great. How has your effort contributed to that? And they can't tell me. It's because it hasn't. Right. And so the company has grown for numerous other reasons that didn't have to do with their job. Now I'm all for giving raises and bringing people along, but you don't want people that is just out for themselves. And we already pay everybody pretty decently. And so when somebody comes to me and says, I want a raise with nothing to back it. and, And the response is I deserve more then they're just money hungry people. You want people that are for the vision. In fact, Every six months, if somebody doesn't ask me for a raise, I normally give them a raise anyway, especially if they're committed. They have a positive attitude. Like if I've never had issues with you and you just show up, you do the work and you smile every day, that's the people I want to be around. If you do good a good job and, and I like being around you, that's half the battle, right? So for me, I'm awarding those people, people that just show up nine to five and just do barely their job and they check off boxes. Those are not the people that I want. Um, so- That's the most important thing is making sure people are aligned with your vision. The fourth thing is creating a culture of mistakes. And this is really important. And you can argue it has to do a culture of accountability, but I like to separate the two things out. And the reality is, is that mistakes is going to happen. And as a leader, I'm always the first to say, oh, I dropped the ball on that. Oh, you know, this happened because at the end of the day, if I'm going to call you out, I don't want you to get defensive. I just want you to go fix it. Hey, this is broken Oh. Crap. Okay, I'm on it. Let me go fix it rather than, oh, well, like I don't want to hear it. Just fix it. So, creating a culture of mistakes is really important because mistakes are going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's when. So, by making it okay to make mistakes and like, hey, I want you to just fix this. Because what happens is if you yell at people for mistakes, now there's times I'm not going to lie, and this is where I can use improvements vulnerably. There's times where I get really frustrated, like this morning there was i had a developer that spent a week on a project because i had two employees giving him the wrong direction and i'm literally like okay that was thousands of dollars out of my pocket because you gave him the wrong direction and you know then i took a step back and said okay well, you know what? I probably should have checked in sooner, one. And two, maybe I should have given the direction, right? Or make sure that the direction was correct. So there are things I could have done to prevent this, but instead what I do, I I quickly got angry that the direction was wrong. So I too, as a leader, I'm trying to improve my communication and my frustration because- Otherwise it makes people scared to tell you when there's mistakes. And so what you want to do is create a culture of mistakes where people feel okay, owning up to mistakes and that it's okay to make mistakes. And so that's something I'm even working on too. The sixth thing is clear responsibilities. So a lot of times in a growing business, people are doing a lot of different things. And so one is hiring people that are not territorial. Cause that's the worst. When you have people that are territorial of their work, it's just annoying and anti-productive. What you want are people that just roll up their sleeves and do whatever the hell needs to get done in a startup. That's what you need. You need people that are just going to do the work. And so what is important though, is having clear responsibilities on who is doing what and who owns these projects. We've had that mistake and that issue in our group where we'll have so many different projects going at once where it'll get lost in translation, who's owning a project. And guess what? The ball drops. So, having clear responsibilities and lines of who's doing what and who's reporting to who is really, really important as well. The seventh thing that you should work on to be a better leader is creating room for innovation and exploratory. So, this means giving people a little bit of freedom to think outside of the box. Now, I could tell you that we're really bad at this point, um, but if you look at really successful companies like Google and Apple, they give at least 10 to 20% of their job to be able to. Explore and innovate. And this is something we're a very fast growing startup that we haven't been able to do that, but it's something that we're going to try to work on more and more as we grow because that's where real ideas come from. Like today, we just sat and brainstormed with the team for 30 minutes. And guess what? We came up with two really great ideas that I think that are going to be great lead gen. So giving the room for freedom for innovation and to think and giving people the ability to be a part of that thinking, you'd be surprised how many ideas come out. The CEO and us, we're not the only ones with good ideas. So it's really important to remember that other people on your team probably have good ideas too. So don't stunt their growth. They come up with ideas. Don't stunt that growth. What I normally do is, and and somebody on my team actually hates this, which is funny, but I like saying that, um, hey, we'll put that in the parking lot. And I explain the parking lot is good. If your stuff gets in the parking lot, it means it's important, but not right now. So we come up Back to that parking lot every week. Hey, what's in the parking lot? Anything that we need to put into action right now. And so parking lot is actually, in my opinion, a really, really good thing, even though there is somebody on my team that absolutely hates it. But it's a really important part because you don't want to lose the idea, but you also don't want to lose momentum on things that you're working on. So you want to make sure that you prioritize what is going to create revenue right now versus what is something in the future that I need to do. That's a really cool, innovative thing. And maybe it's testing something else out. But if you have something else working, you don't want to completely stop doing that. And I see that happen a lot with entrepreneurs. They have all these ideas and they wait to do things. And then they keep doing these other things that either aren't working or they are working. And then they stop the things that are working to do other things because they think it's a good idea. And then guess what? You're not doing the thing that was working and then your revenue dips, right? So you want to definitely be careful. The eighth thing is you want to make sure that you accept all ideas and be open-minded. So when you're brainstorming on a project or you're working on something specific and people give you ideas, whether it's a tagline or whether it's a, a, a strategy. Whatever it is, you want to make sure that you don't shoot people down. And I've done this in the past where I've kind of been very firm and strict with, um, hey, like, this this is my decision. I'm the CEO. And I didn't really have an inclusive environment where ideas were welcome. And you can't run a business like that. And so it's something I'm doing differently is being more inclusive to ideas and to other people to allow them to come up with ideas and see, hey, is this a viable idea? Hey, let's test it out. So accepting ideas is really important to becoming a better leader because it makes people feel like they're a part of it. So rather than me coming and saying, hey, this is what we're doing, what I do is saying, hey, here's an idea. What do you all think? I'm making them feel included in the decision-making, which makes them have more buy-in and more buy-in to the vision that we're all going towards. The ninth and probably the most important thing, and I this is something I am very good at, is you got to kick out the bad. Like if you have bad people with bad personalities and negativity, you've got to remove them because one bad person will spoil the rest. And so you want to make sure that you don't have anybody on your team that's just negative. And we've had people that were just so negative and every, like they're, Facial expressions were negative. Their attitudes were negative. They might've been good at their job, but they were just negative people. Always defensive, always had something to say. Yeah, they did good work, but honestly, there's a lot of people out there that do good work. And so the most important thing is understand that your culture is not just off you, but the people that you have. And sometimes as leaders, our culture is bad because we have bad people. So be a good leader and get rid of those people as soon as possible. It's one of the most important things you can do as a leader is make sure that you have a a team that is for you, for the corporation, and for where you're heading. So the 10th and also really important thing, it's something that we recently just did in the last six months is... We hired a people officer. Now, this is probably meant more for people in that seven, eight, nine figure range, but it is life changing because as a CEO, sometimes we get so bogged down with people issues and people problems that we're not able to focus on the number one job, which is generating revenue. So I've hired a people officer to take it. Anything, people, whether it's hiring, firing, people problems, productivity, um, this person does everything to make sure that the ship is running and the people are where they need to be in the right places at the right times being productive doing what they need to do and also there's no drama which is great. So this person is now my business partner but it was life changing because it took a lot off my plate so that I can focus on what's important which is generating revenue. So that's something that's probably for people I don't think this is your second or third hire but once you hit that you know 2 to 5 million dollar mark in net revenue this is when you want to start to consider to hire a people officer because trust me it's and it's different than a human resource person this is somebody that can handle resource like right now she's kind of doing human resources a little bit until we grow bigger where I can hire a director of HR but really her job is to make sure that our people are doing what they need to do they're productive and they're happy and that is a, a really great position that is brand new so those are the 10 things I personally am working on to make a better team a better leader in myself and these are there's a lot of different things you could do as a leader but these are the things that I personally am am doing to improve myself because as people, we've got to improve as people. We've got to continue to enhance ourselves as leaders. And again, you're not born with being a leader. That's just not what you are. You have to keep practicing and remember that we're human too, and we're going to make mistakes and don't beat yourself up. Just continue to strive to be better and better and better as a human, as a leader, as an entrepreneur and everything above. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did like this, please make sure to give us a review and share this podcast episode. This was actually my very first, as I mentioned, it's my first episode by myself. So I hope I did okay. I would love to hear from you. If you have feedback or any thoughts on today's episode and me doing a solo podcast, please hit me up on Instagram or Facebook in the show notes. You can hit me up on Instagram. I have the link there. I would love to hear from you and hear more about your thoughts on the topic. If you want to get more of our podcast episodes, you can go to thinktakemillionairepodcast.com and we will see you next week. Well I you about